Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Pastor John as we talk about the second to last sermon in our series entitled An Integrated Life. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair, preaching back in the armchair with Pastor John. Hello, everybody. As we continue uh, in a series that we are almost through with, one one more Sunday in, uh, We this was this week coming up, or the week that we just left is the well, second to last second week. Left. This week coming up is the last Sunday in the in the series, um, the an integrated life series. And, and actually, that, that kind of leads into the question that I want to kick us off with today. You know, we are not only preachers, you know, and, and, and if you're in a congregational church, uh, you know, unless you're in one of these gigantic, huge mega church situations, most senior pastors, most pastors are not only preachers, right? They, they are pastors, you know, and right. your official title here, it, part of your official title here is as head of staff, um, part of your official designation here from a presbytery standpoint is moderator of session so there's a lot of navigation you know i've 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 been the head of staff at times. I've, I've moderated session at times. Uh, I have certain staff that I oversee and supervise. I have certain leadership structures in the church that I'm responsible for. So that's actually, in terms of the number of hours of week, the week of of the week that we put into something, those actually take up those aspects take right. up a lot more of our time yeah. than the preached word. Um, though the preached word. Uh, Probably, you know, you know, that's you shotgun to 250 people, 300 people a week. So there's a bigger, almost like a, a an impact zone, you know, that that's higher there. But that doesn't take up the majority of our right. time. So, you know, we've been in a season, uh, especially the last several weeks, where there's been some, you know, structural changes from leadership standpoint in the church, uh, in the staff, things like have transitioned. And I'm not really talking about those specific things, but really. We still have to preach on Sunday. Sunday yeah. Sunday's always there, yeah. right? Sunday's always coming. So when those things are happening Monday through Saturday, and they do happen Monday through Saturday, you know, every day of the week, there's there are things like that that take place and, and night and night and and you know um, at, at random times. You know, how do you maintain your focus to be able to get up on a Sunday morning and still? You know, preach the word of yeah. God, preach the gospel in a way that is prepared and and clear. Yeah, and no, that's a good question. Not burdened. You know, I say burdened because not all the changes are a lot. Of, not all the changes are negative changes it's or bad ordinary, changes. Sometimes ordinary they're change. just changes, ordinary, right? Yeah, yeah. So how do you how do you navigate yeah. a week when there's things like that that happen? Well, and and I think you and I would both say that there are some weeks where you you do all the things that you do that are beyond the preparation for uh, the preaching moment, and you head into the preaching moment and you're crystal clear. You're you're, you're clear-headed. You're energetic. You you're you're doing great. You know it's been it's you're great. You're you're completely ready. And there are there are some, and I, I would, they're they're in the minority. Uh, but there are some days you come in on fumes. Yeah. 
and uh, and and, uh, and and it's weird. I think you and I have talked about this here before. Is that sometimes those days are the days where the Holy Spirit does the coolest things? Frustratingly, so sometimes I would say. <laughs> it's like sometimes it's awesome to feel like that, but then other times it's frustrating. Holy Spirit, I was like, I was killing it all week long and had a great week. I came in and I got I got a I got a C plus on my paper, <laughs> you know, like C plus on the sermon, and then I come in on fumes. And I'm just like, like I'm already just struggling here, yeah. and I get an A plus on the on the on the impact of that. So, uh, you know, that's, that, yeah, it is it is frustrating. So, you know, it just really just depends on the week. But we we do have. Um, it was interesting because we've just done this. Those those listening may not know this, but we've just gone through a two week period of time where HR Human Resources asked us to track our times yeah. you know, like lawyers do every 15 every 50 minutes That's so right. we're tracking our times and it was surprising you mentioned this when you in your comments that it was surprising how much of our time how much of my time was spent in non teaching work yeah Pre- pre- preparing to preach for yeah. be a, it's a, a teaching type work. Um, it's just the nature of our beast. The old joke of the, you only work one hour a week is it, it's not <laughs> it's nowhere near true. In yeah, our, even uh, even if even if preaching was the only thing we did, it still would be just one hour. Yeah, away, yeah, yeah. But so and and I, frankly, on the, on those weeks, what I feel more than anything when I know that I've got funerals or I've got weddings or funerals and weddings and other things to deal with with staff or programs and things like that, I feel I feel more pressure. Yeah, I don't know about you i feel mm-hmm. more pressure to make sure that i'm going to carve out the the adequate amount of time uh to to be able to do justice to the texts that we're in for yeah. the week and to be able to 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 sort of find that sweet spot of that text find that big idea of the text and really illuminate that and bring that out in the preaching moment so yeah uh, and usually by that by by saying i feel more pressure it means i i i, I subtract the time from other things yeah that i might have been doing like time at home or time with with family and yeah. i just, I said, I you know my our main calling, yours and mine, um, our primary calling. We are ministers of word and sacrament. Yeah, yeah. Our job is to what we do in the teaching ministry is the primary work of, of the church. It's not the only work. Yeah, uh, we have the was it Eugene uh, Eugene Peterson and his mm-hmm. uh, working the angles books said you know we have the, the work of prayer and and, mm-hmm. and you guys get these inner angles of the visible things of teaching and preaching and and administrating. You get the inner work of prayer and spiritual practices and, uh, and and others. So we have we have other works as well, but that is our primary work. Yeah, and and I feel that I think I think I think the pressure that I feel is um, when I when I think of that because I, I, I echo what you're saying that 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 pressure I think what I feel the pressure is in the emotional and spiritual preparation hmm. because uh, the 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 study preparation is. To me, that's the easy part, you know, the study work that you have to do, the getting out the commentaries, getting out the notebooks, getting out the, you know, the the, the old sermons that you've preached and seeing how you've, ang- you know, angled them in the past, you know, angled this particular passage in the past or whatever. That's the easy work because it's like kind of research, you know, and, and um, I don't say easy, but it's, 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 it can move, you know, you know, where you've got your resource set that you go to more often than not, you, you, you know, even if you've got places where you kind of look beyond it i think to me it's it's the the emo- like you said the 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 image of coming in on fumes is a really apt one because i think it's the emotional toll that some of change any change you know good change or or negative change i mean um positive or negative it still takes an emotional toll mm-hmm. because you're having to process uh just 
innumerable variables, right? And I think what people don't really understand in the the pastoral work, you know, we are primarily called as ministers of word in sacrament, but the majority of our time is in pastoral work. And so for every every curve that is presented, you know, in 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 a church, there there are 200 to 400 reactions to that curve yeah. that we also have to process, right? right? It's not it's not like in a normal nine to five, you know, not that anybody actually works nine to five, but in a normal kind of economic job or secular job, um, you know, whether or not people have reactions to a particular change is somewhat irrelevant because everybody that has a reaction to that, to whatever change that's happening in an organization, like you're at AT&T, if there was a, a major change or even a minor change in your world at AT&T, people would have reactions to it, but it didn't really the, – um, the emotional uh, factor didn't matter as much because everybody's getting paid. <laughs> you right. know, it's everybody's right. job, whereas here, when there's a change, a shift, or a move, it does matter because the majority of the people that we work with and around and serve alongside – it's not their job, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, this is a voluntary association. People, you know, churches are something people join because because of their they they believe that this congregation will will enhance or their their own faith development, mm-hmm. and so we have to navigate the all the reactions as well. So that to me, I think that's part of what what gets in my head, and I have to really do a lot of hard spiritual work to pray yeah. that stuff si- quiet not silent because you, you do have to think about those things you know you do have because you're you're a pastor to every single person in the church I'm a pastor to every single person in the church and we've got to think about those things and pray what through do, those what things what do you do with like even just this morning um, I um, the, the car the battery went out in the in the in Seal's car so I had to go to her while AAA show, shows up but at the same time you're going out to the Memorial Garden, yeah, and there's a unannounced somebody shows in uh, shows up unannounced, but wants to have a column, sp- spontaneous columbarium service. Um, just kind of walk us through the emotional sort of ripple effect because yeah. we're talking about the ripple effect. So, what's the emotional ripple effect of something like that that comes in out of the blue, which well, is not? Un- I mean, that that's was not a, uncommon. That that, that that particular one might be rare. I mean, we won't see a lot yeah, of that. Right. But it, that that type of thing that is situation, not uncommon. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, and that's actually really. I was thinking about that when we're talking. You know, because there are the big there are the big changes like you know this you know structural changes, staff changes, elder changes, whatnot. But then there are the just the daily kind of curves in your day. You know, you you, you have to go and, and help deal with the car situation and there's a person that's unannounced you know what what it go, what goes through at least my head is in this in that particular case is okay well I think I talked about it in a sermon um, no I was we were doing a we're doing a, a hospitality training I was I was getting I, I wrote the hospitality training for our children's ministry and talking about divine appointments you know the inter, the interrupting moment the interruptions of the moment for whatever reason God ordains those and ordains us to stand in the gap so I have to just immediately it, my prayer is that I'm always able to immediately shift into that mentality of this is a divine appointment. It wasn't on my calendar, but it was on God's calendar, right, and right. God had put it on my calendar, whether I knew it or not. Um, doesn't I? I would love to say that I'm always in that headspace, but 
<laughs> no, we, we, we're, we're like anyone else. We've got a, we've got a calendar and a, and a set of things planned for the day, and, and we're, we're, our, our plan is to plow ahead. And, and it's always good that we're in the Presbyterian Church where we have resources. everything that it makes it. Because like in, in a lot of those types of cases where you, where you have – well, in like the case of like the car, because that's happened to me too, where you got to go and you're not, not sure what you're dealing with. You're not sure what – you know, but but there's a there's a certain comfort in that it's a logistical it's like a it's like an ordinary problem it's yeah. like you know you you know the steps that need to be taken and and for presbyterians we have that same sort of thing in the case of someone shows up unannounced for a columbarium service and all of a sudden you're dealing with like you're doing like a 5 minute 10 minute little graveside essentially yeah. thankfully we have these resources called the book of common worship <laughs> the pastoral edition and i'll tell you after that i was i went looking for this and i always have this like always because you never know because it right. does happen yeah uh i have it i have it back here behind me people aren't i this is a podcast nobody can actually see me but i have it behind, behind my desk um, and i couldn't find it at first and i started panicking for a second and i re- remembered it was right here because uh. i'd had to have it because i had done um I had I had done another kind of a pastoral service that that's in the book. It was a communion service a couple of weeks ago. We, we do at home communion, and um, so I, I there's services for at home communion in there. So I I, I took that with me. So yeah. thank but, God. But we that have does those. have that does have a you had other plans this morning. It does have a ripple effect. And uh, if you were planning on working on your sermon during that time, that was not no that, was, that, that was not t- yeah. time available for for your sermon. So yeah. it means that everything else gets dis- gets displaced. And so that is a I mean if the, if the intent of these whole armchair preaching in this conversation is to kind of help people understand the what, a good way the, the, what goes into the preaching moment. Yeah, uh, that, that, that goes, does. All of that goes into the preaching moment. The nice thing here is I think you and I uh, understand that for each other. And, and so we will try as much as we can to give the, the other person that like if, if I need to be off site. Uh, to to work for a half a day or a day, then then that's there. If you need to work off site for half a day or a day, then that's that's there. The hard part is when something happens the day before that interrupts that, yeah. <laughs> that schedule, and you're like, oh, I really can't do that. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it is necessary because we are pastors. We're not. We've said this many times on the on the podcast. Is we are not public speakers. We are not yeah. professional. Um, you know, motivational speakers or TED talk givers. You know. If that was our only job, by the way, they have it easy. I'm going to say they only they, have one. They sermon. have one sermon that they need to preach on twenty. You know, it's like the old sawdust preachers. They would go go from town to town to town preaching the same sermon every every week. And you know, it's like someone said in the in the band one time said, that it, "Yeah, could could we could we do something as a band to really have a." whole you know, super tight kind of groove in the band yeah if we played the same set list every, every single, single week, week yeah but we have a different set list every single week with a different mix of people almost every single yeah. week and different people in the tech booth likewise we have a we have a brand new sermon every brand week. new message to speak every week it is it is and you and i've talked about this before even though we have you know 25 plus years of of sermons in our files yeah we've i bet you've never preached the exact same sermon no. word for word no you may be taking a couple of the exegetical yeah. notes or yeah. the, the sort of the pieces out of one or the and an illustration out of one but but the every single week is a brand new message so that is what's different about the uh, preaching moment yeah. and and then all of these things we're talking about that yeah. happened during the week Changes they, they all affect that. that they speak into us when the Hamas attacks took place yeah. they, they they affected what we had to say that, that you know, two weeks ago all of that all of that changes and that's I mean and, and that's why it's so critical um, to 
remember that while while God has called us to do the the, the study and the and the work, He's also called us to the ministry of prayer in in relationship to this. Because as you said, we run, run on fumes coming in some Sundays, and those are the Sundays that are the best Sundays because it's not our word; it's it's God's word, right? And so the Holy Spirit does the work. He can tell, yeah, this is this is a broken vessel. I'm mm-hmm. I, you know I'm doing this anyway. So, yeah. and that you know that I think that's the case. Um, this you know this this week and it's really a case every week, even if we're feeling good about it. But it's. Um, you know, this week we're talking about words and integrated life and how we deal with our words. And uh, James, I, I said this in my message, a very practical book, probably mm. the most practical, right. uh, almost the proverb. I would, you know, some people will say it's, it's the proverbs of the New Testament. I started to say something about being. It was certainly full of proverbial wisdom presented in a different way than the Book of Proverbs. Yeah. but it was it, it was it was proverbial in the wisdom that it teaches in practical ways, just yeah. like the Book of Proverbs. Yeah, and 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 that really, and he does a number on how we use our words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've preached from this passage before. Yeah. Uh, how does it how did it land for you this week coming out of James chapter three? Did it land differently? Did it land the same? Did you feel, um, you know, you you used uh, examples from some of the the, the Jewish. Mm-hmm. Uh, some yeah, we both, was, we we both, both talked about yeah. the, the uh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. You're more looking at the. You looked back at World War Two and some of that. I looked at some of that as well too. But did it land differently for you today, given kind of the state of the world, the state just just you know. Well, some some parts of it definitely did. Um, uh, the the divided nation. And the divided war, war and the wars in Ukraine, and wars in, in in Israel, definitely affected you know, the 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 idea of speech. And we both we both mm-hmm. hit this idea that words are can have full. That's right out of James. Have have full. They have full destructive powers. Yeah. So some parts of it did, but some parts of it really were still that general generalized. Even if those things weren't going on. The, what we do with our words. I and mean, one of the messages that I got back was from uh, someone emailed a message about something happening at this person's work where there was a lot of talking going on that was destructive mm. types of talking that was going on. And this was the word that was needed just to, to take care of an ordinary if you can call it that, it's sort of it wasn't war and it wasn't divorce and it wasn't, but it was just gossip basically. Mm. And so this is the kind of thing that they were going to be. It was a practical kind of thing to, that was going to allow them to hopefully get past that. Yeah. So very practical. So it, it, I, I think that part of it hits hits as kind of typical James. Yeah. Whenever we preached on James, whether it's be doers of the word or whether mm-hmm. it's be careful with our words, it's still very practical uh, information. Yeah, and I I have actually you talk about we we go back to former sermons that we preached and actually you know I I preached a message out of this about uh, a little over eight eight and a half years ago, and I went back and looked at that and and just you know how much of it what is is actually more more relevant today because we because it's so much of our life is dictated by careless words you know mm-hmm. and i i mentioned it briefly in the online i hit it a little harder in person just the idea of keyboard courage and sending out you know yeah, that was great text messages that are that are are thoughtless i mean um we do have the i didn't neither one of us said this and i really like that you that you that you the keyboard courage 
you think of social media primarily. Yeah. I think of social media primarily. And I, I really think that we have the ability now, maybe more so than eight years ago, we had the ability now to take a, a an idea and just make it much louder. Yeah. You know, put an amplifier on it because of, because of the ability to, to uh, connect with, you know, hundreds of people on our social media feed. So, uh, which means that we have the ability to do much more damage. Yeah. And I think, I think, more so, what I what I noticed in the in the in the message I had preached eight years ago was was there at that time there wasn't a lot of pushback, you know, there wasn't as much like um, reaction to this, right? So like there it was just it was this kind of happening. People thought about it. It was bad. People were losing their jobs over stuff, but there wasn't as much of like this cultural kind of like you know. Um, pushback and now there's a lot more of it. I mean, we've seen social media in certain. We've seen word-based social media decline since 2015 when I preached this message. We've seen a lot more uh, graphic, photo-based social media increase with mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram because it's less word-based. So the the thought process you see a lot of younger generation. The younger generations are gravitating there. It's not because they don't like words. It's because they've seen the destructive side of that, and and it's well, it's like that. You know, it's it's really more like Gen Z and the and the Boomers and Gen X. You know, uh, Gen Xers like older Gen Z and Gen Xers and and Boomers who got behind the keyboards and started firing a bunch of stuff off, and then now you get the 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 well, I should say the Millennials, and now Gen Z is kind of reacting, going, we don't we don't they're very conflict adverse in that way, mm-hmm. and uh, and and so there's this wholesale kind of movement towards photo-based and graphic-based social media. And I think it's because, in part at least, because the way we have used our words in social media and things like that has been largely... I'm going to say largely, I say it's been, there's been perceived as largely negative. Whether that's true or not is is a matter for debate, but um, yeah. Well, that uh, I wonder, if, with that being true, being true that that we're more more visual based, more um, uh, image photos, videos based, Instagram, TikTok type of thing, and I and I get that. I have my own children are yeah. big big into all all of that. I'm less much less so. Yeah. Uh, you still make the point, and we still we both still made the point that, and James is making the point, and Jesus makes the point that. Um, we still use words. Absolutely. And I love your the, the word phrase I wrote down, check your speech daily. Check your speech daily. The idea yeah. of just you reach the end of the day or you're at the beginning of the day, you, you think about the kind of words that you're going to say. When you reach the end of the day, you look back on the kind of words that you did say and you say, how'd it go? Yeah. Be slow to be slow to speak, you know, yeah. coming out of the uh, proverb. So yeah. that, was, uh, that, was, that was really helpful. When I, one of the things you did, and and I I did it a little more in the live version, um, but not as much in the in. But you did it really well in Vine. Was really emphasizing. Yeah, there's the negative side of speech, but there's also the positive side, right? Like so, and and really using words. You had this, you know the I think the people who watched the sermon haven't haven't seen it. I think will be impacted by the encouragement you offered to to Jennifer Voigt, for example, mm-hmm. right? As an as a as a way to illustrate this is the kind this is oh this is the kind of thing that builds up, right? This is the kind of thing that where words are not only destructive, 
they, they don't have to only be destructive. Yeah, they James, actually, James said salt water, it, fresh water. Exactly. He gave a contrast. Which one? Yeah. But it can be both. Yeah. But fresh water is the you know, obviously the words that we want to have. But a- applying that the way that you did, I think, was very powerful and gave people an opportunity to practice it even in that moment. And even if they... Even if they didn't. did, even if they didn't in that moment, but to hear you pr- like just model how to practice that, I think for I, I'm a, I shouldn't be shocked, but I am shocked about how how hard it is for people to be encouragers. Yeah, you know, it. it I, I, I'm there are some that for for whom if, if that for to hear a compliment, which is all that is, is that I think a positive thought about a person, and then I then I don't just leave it at a positive thought. I actually get that word, those words of what I'm thinking out of my mouth and just affirm, say it to that person. I think that you are an amazing person, Jennifer Boyd. Yeah. In that case, um, that's I'm, I'm amazed at how difficult that is for for people to do. It's hey. almost like they I I had I worked for a man one time, and I walked in as he was complimenting. He had something that I had worked on for a presentation we we're working on, and he showing it to another person and he was complimenting the maker of it who was me and as i walk in the room he, he turns around and he goes oh no you didn't pretend you didn't hear any of that like you didn't yeah. he just really didn't want you to i don't know maybe he thought i was going to ask for a raise after that i don't know yeah. i was like, yeah. no boss it'd be okay you can tell me i'm doing a good job and i'm going to be satisfied with that alone but for some reason that is a difficult thing for people to get out of their minds and i and i, and I think it, i think it's also difficult for people to receive those things too that's I mean, true i think I, I, one of the things neither one of us talked about you you really delved with the heart issue really if i think really powerfully in terms of how and james how james talks about it from the you know um uh, from our heart, you know, that's if the heart is good, then then the words will be good, right? And and you really dealt with that. But I also think the other side of words, you know, if you can't receive, great point, compliments, you can't receive encouragement. It's really hard for you to give it. And and you know, there's also there's a lot of psycho psychology to that. And parents didn't give it, give them enough encouragement, didn't give them enough mm-hmm. compliments or whatever. Uh, and and that's. That's all in there. That's the brokenness, generational brokenness, generational sin that that sometimes takes place. But I, you know, I really i I feel like sometimes we project the discomfort on somebody else. Well, they're going to be uncomfortable if I give them this compliment. They're going to be uncomfortable if I give them this encouragement. So I'm not going to. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. So I'm not going to. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, <laughs> you know? and how do you? How does anyone get over their discomfort? Yeah. If, if not by reps, you gotta yeah, gotta rep it. You gotta practice yeah. it for yourself and for the other person. And, and it's like uh, public speaking. Nobody want nobody wants to do public speaking. So, so what do I do? So you gotta, speak publicly. You got to start speaking publicly. <laughs> and, and then when it when it doesn't go well, get back up on the horse get and try back up again, there again. Right. One of the things that was is interesting in in James, uh, especially in James three, is how much he. He's very much like a preacher. He illustrates all of his points, right? He, yeah, the, the very, uh, very, very accessible. The horses and ships, and yeah. streams and and grapevines and, and other, fires and, yeah. and and all of that. What you know? What was your what was your thought process about taking those? I, I went through and talked about each one of those kind of not all individually, but but just to illustrate to, or to unpack the illustration of James. Um, what was your thought process in in dealing with the uh, 
the illustrations that James uses. Well, I wish I'd have thought of Smokey and the Bear. That would have, that was a, that, <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, only you can prevent forest fires, and and then you went into the whole Sh- Great Chicago Fire yeah. uh, images, and and the, the whole point of of that. I mean, at the point of all of those, all of the metaphors that James uses is to say that it. You think it's just because it's a massive animal, or because it's a massive you know ship, mm-hmm. or some. You know, massive forest fire, whatever, whatever it is, that 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 the whole thing was massive from the start, and it wasn't. Yeah, you know, or it takes it takes something massive to control it. It doesn't. You know, that the whole the whole thing is how how big something small is. Well, and and you talked about the child the the child. You know, we both used illustrations from childhood. The sticks and stones break my bones. That whole thing. To me, it shows how much we try to minimize the power of words. You know, so often, even as kids, we try to minimize, but we know that it's not true. Yeah. You know, even if you do the the you know, dude, whatever you know, whatever dude yeah, kind yeah. of response, it still like kind of sticks with you. You know, yeah. that still. I mean, I can I can remember the kids that made fun of me in school, even in first and second grade. I can remember what they called me, right? I mean, you can, and you talked about like the little red-haired girl. Like you can remember those crushing yeah, moments. Yeah, because if you if you care about that person, or you care what that other person thinks, and mm-hmm. that's certainly what they think about you, then then it does hurt. Mm-hmm. It's when you don't care that it's it, you can be the healthiest about it. When, when you don't care, you don't, when you're not as sort of emotionally invested into that person or mm-hmm. their opinion, then that's that's when it's a lot easier. But then you know, relationally, that that's no good either. Yeah, because relationally, that means that you have no relationship with that person. Yeah. If I have no relationship with another person they tell me I'm you know dumb or whatever then I don't care yeah but when I care about that person yeah that's 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 when it's tough yeah 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 and 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 I I you know I how much of our lives is still a, a kind of a an an outgrowth of who we were as children and and some of the attitudes we have towards you know the the flip nature that, that we have towards words um, and towards our language and towards our our you know like you you talked about the type of person who just has no filter you know right, and if you don't right. know anybody like that well I guess probably it's probably you it's probably you that somebody <laughs> somebody's thinking of your name right now I think that's I think that's probably funny uh, uh, but. But that's you know at some point along the way that 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 person was told as a child or right. or modeled as a child that that blunt honesty is the best, right. right? And I guess I mean I guess the opposite we could have brought that out. You know, like either one of us could have brought that out that 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 too too soft pedaling it and not not actually adhering to truth can be is 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 another type of problem yeah and uh, that so this we we neither one of us talked about it but we could have said that you know look we we still are obligated to be bearers of the truth to stand with what is true but we do it without you know clubbing the person to death Mm -hmm. with our words of truth we do it say look you're great and you and you're a wonderful person you got it wrong here yeah yeah, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean you're bad. It's just you got this is where you dropped the ball. Yeah, or you didn't you didn't say it right. So you, so so the obligation is to stand by the truth. So that would have been, and then and in that sense, you, know, you were using the Psalm one forty one, which I really like. That set a guard, yeah. uh, guard over my heart and watch over my uh, my lips. Um, I think that's that's where you know, the guard of the heart would say. Make sure that if I'm saying something to another person, it, it, even if it is a criticism in the in the sort of the neutral sense of it, I'm saying it without. 
malice of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, not saying without any negative desire about, about another person. I'm just like, I, th- we, we have to hold truth. Yeah. Uh, that's also a challenge because, you know, you get people, anybody, nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Even when it's true, nobody wants to hear it. So how do you say it? With how do you speak the truth in love, as as uh, Paul would say to the Ephesians? How do you speak? It's a challenge. Yeah, but I think it's a challenge that we're we're called we're called to live into. Yeah, yeah. Anything you left? Uh, you, you just mentioned this, but is there anything else that you left off the table or on the cutting room floor, so to speak, that really was? You know, could have shifted the, the the conversation, or just was it? You know, I think a lot of times the cutting room floor things are these things that are kind of like they connect, but they're peripherally connected. So you kind of like if I if I if I head down this path, we're going to add ten more minutes, or we're going to add seven more yeah. minutes to the sermon. But is there I, I think else? I would have liked to have had a few more Chicago Fire illustrations yeah. in there. I thought it was a great illustration that you gave. I think I would have, I would have loved to have used the bits in the horse's mouth and rudders on the on the on the on the ship just to really illustrate that you know, don't under underestimate the power of a single word. Yeah. Yeah. Both good and bad. I think that would have been that would have been useful. I think. Yeah, I, I, for me, I think, and this is why you know we have two messages. I mean, because I think there the stuff that I didn't mention, you did mention. I, I and I that's why I encourage people just listen to both messages because there's, there, I think this sermon particularly, I feel like you're going to get a really well rounded view of this passage. You listen to both. I mean, not you're getting yeah. well rounded if you listen to just one, but yeah. but I feel like you're going to hit. You're going to get pick up things that you didn't get. Like, I did not hit the encouragement piece in nearly as hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked about the words that are unsaid. I think I had, like, probably three sentences about mm-hmm. it. But I really, really loved how you modeled that. And and I feel like that was something that, that I you know, I would probably have gotten at a little bit more fully, especially given the audience in the classic service. You know, they're, they're you know, not exclusively, but for the most part, they're on, they're on the grandparent you know, right. realm of life. You know, what does it look like for them to be the voice of encouragement to their yeah. their children and yeah. their grandchildren at that stage? And how powerful is it? You know, um, and how powerful is it when they don't give that encouragement? You know, how how you know how how leaving that legacy is is really about for most people. It's about the words that they spoke. You know, yeah. the, the legacy that they're going to leave behind with their children, their grandchildren is really about the words that they spoke or the words they didn't hey, speak. Talk, talk about, you know, practicing what you preach. I had an opportunity The the five, you know, the three year, three year, three year old and five year old and eight year old that I had were the five grandkids. That's right. And on Sunday afternoon, I was able to go to to several of them. One in particular would just say, you're a good guy. Yeah. And so when I talk to you about something that you've done wrong or something you doing wrong, it's about that thing. It's not yeah. about you as a person. And just hitting that coming back, and I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. I, yeah. didn't, I did not mean to hurt your feelings, but I also wanted you to stop doing the thing that you wanted to do. So I didn't do a good apology, even by my own standards, because it was, I'm sorry, I'm but. sorry, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> but it's still, I mean, I still, he, I needed him to hear, I wanted him to hear that uh, he was a good guy. Yeah. Even though it was, it was a, it was a difficult day. It was a difficult day on Saturday <laughs> at times. And other 
other times it's a glorious day, but well, in the difficult times, you know, it's like the, once there was a girl who had a little curl right yeah. in the middle of her forehead. Yeah. When she was good, she was very, very good, but when she was bad, she was horrid. Yeah. So it was, uh, they were very, very good until they were bad, and then they were, whoa, they were very, very bad. Yeah. And so he's got a great come living come parable for the uh, Sunday morning <laughs> sermon there. <laughs> and we call it the enacted parable in, in, in Pastor John's life. That's yeah. be, that'll be a sermon series in uh, 2024, the enacted parables. Yeah, we'll see. And I, 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 you know, yesterday, uh, I flip-flopped my days off, so I was at home with the kids yesterday a little bit more. Um, I was with... Well, I, was with, I got to spend I got to spend the morning and the early afternoon just with Haney because uh, Julie and Julie had to work and Caleb had to had school so it was just me and Haney um, and but then we got home in the afternoon I, I we had a the thing where I was trying to tell the kids to do something they weren't really listening and I had to tell them two times and three three times is the that's where my yeah. that's where my button gets pushed is if they if I tell them three times and they haven't done it I know they heard me I swear. That's where I have to really check my filter on my words, and I, I did an okay-ish job, and then I had to go back and had to go back and apologize and say, you know, I'm I'm sorry that I I blew up. Yeah. I do want you to do what I say, you know, and Dude, hear, I, hear, I, hear what I hear what I'm saying here. I but highly I, recommend that anybody just carry around a sack of sorries with you, just just issue gosh. them out left and right because there's so many times we did. I mean, first off, there's so many times we get it right, and I'm sure everybody listening, you get it right all the time. Yeah, well done to you. But yeah. when you get it wrong. Come clean yeah. and come clean quickly, like yeah. you did. And I, I, uh, I, in the ten thirty service, I did a, a section on the I'm sorry, like like you had done oh, in Vine. Okay. I did not do it in the online version. Um, I added that later about the power of the words I'm sorry, both to the per- people that you might have offended. And to to the Lord, you know, because mm. God does actually care about our words. And uh, I did a, a bigger piece. This is again, this is not stuff that's in ten thirty or in the in the online. But I did a bigger piece about, you know, even Jesus Christ is called the Word made flesh. I mean, there there's a reason that that that. And by the Word of God, He created the heavens and the earth. Oh, so nice. don't you think He cares about the words that we speak? I did not hit that in the live version or in the uh, recorded version, but the live version was there too. Well, you hit it. You hit it well because the chatter afterwards I got with the people coming out of classic. They're like, "Oh, I got to watch what I I got. I got to say it right or something." <laughs> I had one, I had one particular uh, usher who you will know very well <laughs> come up to me. I think it might have been the same person. <laughs> he said, "He said, oh my gosh." He said, "I'm in trouble." <laughs> I said, "I said, That's well, n- not if you repent and you start to try to you know give your words to the Lord now, yeah. you know." And he did make a good point. And I think this is a really good point. I do want to mention this. He said to me, he said. You know, the people I don't know, I tend to be better with. The people I know that I'm friends with, I'm okay with. He's like, with my family, that's the place I have the hardest time. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, that's, that's, that's he said, I think that's, that's of, he's not alone with that. I think that's a lot of said, truth to that. That's what I told him. I said, I, you know, it's the people, and I, this is something I did mention in my sermon. I said, it's the people we love most that we hurt the worst with our words. People that, like you mentioned a second ago, we don't have a relationship with, we actually tend to be more careful because we have this societal filter that goes up. With people that we are friendly with, we have this filter that kind of goes up, you know. Um, when we're closest to people, those are the people that we're most vulnerable with. Those are the people that we're the most relaxed around. And it's the people that we're the most flip around as well. I think I use that word twice, flip, right now. But it's it's true. That's the one that we're most, you know, whatever with. Yeah. You know, so. Um, anyway, that's that's yeah. this week. We have one more week that, uh, in this series, uh, yep. last week. And uh, it's... Uh, 
We're talking uh, about, um, oh, I started my notes yesterday, but I cannot remember now what we're talking about this week. Um, uh, it'll come to me. Witness, witness. Yes, it's our witness. How our witness matters in the world. And so now we're talking about, okay, how our faith impacts what we share about how the gospel has influenced us yeah. and what we're willing to what we're willing to boast about what we're willing to brag about what we're willing to get excited about so that's the final week in this series uh, before we move on to a short four week series um, very reformed very reformation series I don't want to spoil too much of it yeah. um, but there's going to be some Latin um, again <laughs> and uh, and uh, then we go into the Advent season so that'll that'll be a lot of fun and you're back in classic back this in week. classic this week uh, I'm yep. in Vine this week and yep. as we close out the series so that'll be that'll be fun if you missed uh, any of the messages in this series this past weeks or weeks previous go to our website fpclakeland.org click on the worship page in the sermon archive tab to watch complete services both classic and our vine modern worship service you can get the you know the big picture of what john and i preached in each one of these messages and then if you have not subscribed to armchair preaching be sure to head to your favorite podcasting platform apple Podcasts, google spotify stitcher soundcloud and if there's another podcasting platform that we're not on let me know and i'll try to get us there but if you subscribe in those places you will be notified when a new episode drops so you don't miss a single one you can like it and uh, review us and share it with your friends from those platforms as well and i think it'll be a blessing to yourself it's been uh, fun to bring my nice orange Florida Gators coffee mug in here with my Florida Gators head on all this Alabama stuff around yeah, you. I've, so it's been really nice yeah. to have them. Now I'm facing got, the, the Gator head I, towards you. That's okay. Uh, Mark Ingram stuff yeah, in your guy has been looking over your shoulder. Yeah, I've got my back to it. That's right. Yeah. I got holy water. I'm going to have to spread over the place when you leave. Yeah, so. and I don't know what in the world we were doing bringing Sam Carlton in here. He's a Florida, he's a Florida State Seminole. Oh, so what are we going to do? Yeah. do? Now, only, my only hope is that, you know, Joe's coming over with me now yeah. to be the with us, actually, yeah. with, uh, with the children's ministry. From children's ministry to Executive assistant. I don't know that she has any allegiance. She so, reason, really so I'm going to start loading her up with some orange and blue and gator gator yeah. gear. So just yeah. make sure she's. <laughs> yeah, she has favorite golfers. I know that. That's but true. About favorite football teams. Well, John, as always, a pleasure. Thank it's you great. so much. And we'll see everybody next time. <laughs>